this thing because yeah. I definitely have to leave at eleven thirty. So. Yeah, I was just gonna say as we do not have we did not watch the Love Guru. We watched um what was that character? It's another character movie where the guy's like a turtle head. Oh yeah, Master of Disguise. Master of Disguise as that's what, I didn't want. Do you guys know the most interesting fact that I know? You don't. <laughs> they, shot, they shot the turtle scene where he goes, am I, t- am I not turtly enough to be in the turtle club? Turtle, turtle. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. They shot watch that it, on yeah. 9-11. Oh. <laughs> and my friend, my friend wants to write a play where like they have to – about that day where they have to make the decision to keep going. Oh, my like, God. Is shoot the turtle club oh, scene? Oh, yes. It's if like we don't, then they win. Now more yeah, than exactly. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Dana Covey coming out of the makeup trailer, half made up. Like, oh, let's get everybody around. I want to say something. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just really getting everybody pumped up, but in this turtle costume. Isn't that great? That is very. You're right. That is the most interesting fact you know. It's the most. It's the best thing I know. Yeah. All right. Let's do this show now because we gotta get as we're moving. Good morning, Meetsies. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a podcast about movies that the internet has agreed exists. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow Four me. Four stars on- is fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, did we say that already? Yeah. Okay, good. I forgot. I was trying to remember what the context was, but yeah, we, this is this is our new slogan. Four stars, just fine. Um, uh, I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. I have a cool panel with me today of swinging hipsters. Uh, first up in Northern California, it's Mr. Ezra Fox. Yeah, catchphrase. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is this, so this weird. Is like my middle school again. Like this is. Oh yeah. Anyone said for like two years. <sighs> Which we have to discuss later. Can we hold that against him? Um, it, it, I was. I did was just brief reading. Was like Mike Myers was like thinking of this character, and the first thing he said was like, "What would he say?" Oh, he would say, "Do I make you horny?" That was the first like line. And the, the idea of a person who thinks in catchphrases is very strange. <laughs> but and effective, right? I know, he's so good at it. It's like, um, it's like being like a really brilliant uh, contemporary artist who only paints with poo. It's like, <laughs> this is not my thing, man, but I can recognize that you have practiced you are great it. great at this. Yeah. <laughs> you are um, living your truth. Also joining us today uh, in southeastern Portland, it's Mr. Anthony Lopez father was prone to crazy things <laughs> often claiming he invented the question mark or that that's more lazy um i kind of liked that mon- that was a monologue there's so many things about this movie that i did not catch as a child like i just didn't care about or i didn't understand and that was one that i was just like too dense not gonna listen can we can we agree that like for 84 minutes of comedy this is pretty well packed like oh, just stuff oh just yeah stuff that, like, with stuff yeah on. with gags there's so many gags yeah, yeah. And I, I want to say something about the does he thinking catchphrase. That's really not fair. You can't know what's going to be a catchphrase. I think Austin Powers says, do I make you horny once in this movie? It's just well, he says it over and over and over again. But guys, when I bought the Austin Powers doll as a child and you pressed his foot, <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah. Wait, how I old were you? I don't know. I was, well, when did it come out? I was probably like 11 or 12. It's 97. Yeah. Yeah. I had a bunch of action figures. Might Boston be a Pops. little young for but, a Do I Make You Horny doll. Yeah, yeah. But my parents also, were fine. Okay. <laughs> so we got to say that would be around the sequels. Again, oh. this movie. Oh, yeah. It worked for sure. This movie didn't have the cultural. This was a small little 
comedy that became this giant franchise because the 90s were a lawless godly time. <laughs> yeah, I was I would have been 7 when this came out. It was for sure after Spy Who Shagged Me. And then my and my parents were like, this is stupid. And without watching it, and then they did, and then my dad was like, holy shit, I love this movie. Yeah. yeah. And then and then we all gathered around and watched, like got family obsessed with it when I was like in the 4th or 5th grade. We don't yeah, have I have a good for this one also, I think. You have what is? Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Ezra. Oh no, just like when we get to it. Like I have, a, I have a good, I have a good family moment for this one. Also. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say there's something so like I think a lot of us are gonna have a, a experience because this movie's like found life on home video. You know, like that's mm. where Austin Powers became a huge hit. Like it wasn't theatrically, uh, but like rewatching this movie, I just, I. I I really liked how small and cheap this movie looked because I remember the Austin Powers sequels better than this one, and they're so opulent and expensive mm. and cameo full. There's something to be like, this is a fucking scrappy little movie. It like, is a I, scrappy it, little movie. I bet they there was like a lot of things they had to cut because they literally it was like that or give people food that day. <laughs> like this. <laughs> This is such. I forgot how little you could see in their eyes. They're hungry. That's what I like about the actors in this movie. Yeah, like it's just compared to like Steven Spielberg making a cameo for some reason because you know he does that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Well, so let me introduce uh, uh, our last guest so that we can actually let her talk. So, um, also joining us today (laughs) in Southern California. Uh, host of Meatball Party, the podcast, and at Phoebe Bottoms on Twitter. Please welcome back, Phoebe Bottoms. Hello, everybody, and throw me a freaking bone here, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you did it. You did it yeah. so good. Um, man, it just as far as middle school where people ruined things, just the, the, the pinky thing, like everything about this movie that I, I had forgotten how annoying it became, and it's not Mike's fault, I don't think. No, definitely not. It's definitely kids not. fault for ruining everything by liking it. Well, we, just didn't, <laughs> we didn't have enough things in the late nineties, right? Yeah. Like it would have like true. it's sort of like it was like it's like a top forty like you know like comedy like you know like station, but we only had like the one comedy basically. So it was just so, like yeah. all like one through forty was just it. Every every couple hours you have to hear it again. And I mean, yeah. honestly, what's worse, Austin Powers catch catchphrases or being given shit because he can't do Fortnite dances? Because that's what I mean, kids are into nowadays. Right, and I I feel like and, kids have the power to ruin things. I I don't, yeah. don't know if I would have liked Fortnite anyway, but I'm annoyed by the dances now. But um, yeah, I can. The thing is, I can say like uh, Austin Powers catchline and make a kid laugh. I can't floss. That ain't happening. My nieces are never going to be impressed with me because I can't do the one thing they find valuable. I don't even know right what that now. means. I don't even know what this yeah. is. Um, the, the floss, it's the, the it's a very popular Fortnite dance. Yeah. I thought you were literally saying floss. Yeah, we get it. He has bad like, teeth. I was like, how old are your nieces? How am I like the youngest person here? I don't are know. You? No, no, are you? Phoebe's got to be the youngest you? person here. Uh, I think I, I am. You also, Wait, um, I do know I mean, this dance. This is the dance that the kid did uh, on SNL with Katy Perry. Yes. Sure. And it's a very popular. For- I, you, Man, there's nothing older than people God. Googling Fortnite dances. Uh, no, no, no. Anthony, hey, hey, hey. I am thinking this, Alex. <laughs> I am 31. Yeah, I'm 29. That's what I thought. Idiot. I'm a tiny baby moron. You're a tiny baby, and you know what? She's 29, but she plays 22. That's the cool thing about Phoebe. Yeah. Because it's it's a sexist world out there. (laughs) No, that's a good thing. 
Man, I remember when we, when we remember when we watched Monster Truck and the main character was like forty and then was sitting on a school bus? That was funny. Do you think I could pull off twenty two? Yes. I don't think so. Well, not really? with that attitude. You have to, yeah, which is great maybe, for a 22-year-old. Maybe if I have some Jergens on and a nice glow to my skin, but... How about, like, a, a backpack? Oh, yeah, yeah a knapsack. Yeah. Backpack really one plays sack. younger. Yeah, one strap. So this is episode yeah, number I mean, we've... 469 of the show, which, <laughs> nice. Um, 469, in case you're wondering, is a sexual position where two people go down to each other and the other person is a chair. <laughs> I thought it was, you were going to say it's like, you know when, like, two people are, like smoking a joint and making out and breathing the smoke back and forth yeah oh okay so like a 420 69 yeah but it's like that 69 (laughs) just (laughs) breathing it's a good try that makes sense i guess i like the chair but that's good um so we have now done as many episodes as the number of passengers uh and and crew saved by captain richard uh, and his quick action when his uh qantas air flight in 2010 exploded over singapore and he landed safely even though 21 of the 22 systems on the airplane were completely non-functional, he managed to bring what everybody in. was the one in. system? That's a good question. I assume it was beverage service. <laughs> still- we're breaking down, but would you, would you like a little bit more cola? How come? Here's the question, guys, just generally. Why do I not want ginger ale except when I'm in the air? This is such a good question. Tomato juice, too. Oh, can yeah. I tell yes. you? Yeah. If okay, there's a so reason, yeah. No, no, there is. The change in altitude... Uh, affects God. What is it? It's either your taste buds or there's something. I don't know. There's something connected to your taste buds, so it doesn't taste as like intense, huh. and uh, it's it like lightens it more. And this, there's something about the sodium. I believe too, that. Yeah, it's the altitude. I also feel like there's Look, certain the things that are like the air there's certain things that are like festive in a certain way. Like ginger ale feels festive in the sky, just like nobody likes stuffing except one day a but, year. I wish it, I did. I wish I, I remember stuffing, stuffing for breakfast every day. Yeah, I bet you do. Is, is <laughs> That'd be incredible. Kind of a That's thing a good about life. like not not having to pay for those two drinks too. Like oh, something yeah. like if you're out with a dollar in your hand and you're looking at yeah. uh, tomato juice or any other kind of juice. But I'm gonna use my hard-earned currency on something more tasty. <laughs> yeah, but well, if it's like if free, like play. I'll try tomato juice. Do I like this? Yeah, still? I guess you. Why not? Let's try it. For for 34 years, I've been like, am I old enough to like tomato juice yet? And then I'll try it. And I'm like, nope, not yet. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe we're getting closer. Um, I, can I say, Alex, I really hope that there is at least one sociopath out there who just had a breakthrough about like what a life is when he thinks about them in podcasts we recorded. <laughs> oh, man. Every one of those podcasts I've enjoyed is like unique and different, <laughs> like the people on the plane. Oh, man. <laughs> People yeah, so that's likely. We just helped somebody have a really big breakthrough. Yeah. Also, we helped people figure out that they're not alone for the way they drink tomato juice in the sky. <laughs> also, a, a bonus, Ezra, is I uh, ginger ale is good for uh, motion sickness. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. Ginger that's is like a, a very is like is a is a very effective natural remedy for uh, which I'm not a big proponent of. This is a MythBusters. This is the only thing they tried. Yeah, I know it, it totally worked. Was a ton yeah. of ginger, and it really helped. So, not yeah. the ginger ale has a ton of ginger, but um, now it's placeboing me when I have motion sickness. All right, um, well, don't don't think too hard about it, otherwise it'll break. Anyway, speaking of out of place heroes, this week we're talking about Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, the 1997 spy comedy starring Mike Myers and also Mike Myers. As well as Elizabeth Hurley and um, you know prosthetics. So why are we doing that? This is the end of Doctor November. So this is our James Bond themed month, 
And as we like to do, we like to try to uh, do a little bit of a slant rhyme for the final episode in a themed month. So we watched a few James Bond movies, and now we're watching a James Bond parody from our childhoods and asking my favorite question of recent, which is, does this hold up? Which we'll get to later, so no spoiling. But um, if you want to pick a thing for us to watch, uh, we're coming up on Grismas. Next month is Grismas, so you can vote on holiday or bear-themed movies by going to read-dutchweep.com slash buddies. Alex, remember how you're still the great bear? No, what? Yeah, a while back, there's like a, a, a... I think commercial maybe that we did sure. roughly seven years ago, six years ago. Sure. And we, uh, we, you got turned into the great bear and we were wondering what happened about that, but you, you never got unturned into the great bear. So you're still the great bear. I've always been the great bear. Yeah, that's true. Okay. People, anyway, people going. like are waiting for the great bear to come back, but I've been here all along. Yeah. 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 Don't call it a comeback. You've been <laughs> there for years. <laughs> Did you say I've been bear for years? <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> Jeez, that was too, sometimes jokes are too good to laugh at, and that was one. It's just that should just be put in a museum. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, readdustweekly.com slash meat buddies. You can vote for holiday or bear themed movies. We will do either one, whichever is more popular for the month of Christmas. All right. So now I'm going to summarize Austin hey Powers. Yes. Can I yeah, help but... you real quick while you summarize? <laughs> Anytime you want. All right. I mean, we need your help in the summary, but you can come I back whenever. If, is is that going to come? Evacuation. I was going to say, can, is this going to be a comedically long pee? Yeah, that was the joke. Oh, that was the joke? No, but I do have to pee. Okay, it can be can both. You? Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay, you start summarizing. I'm not cutting this out, just so you know, so the people no, will know, know where that. you've been. I messaged you privately, and then I was like, no, but the public needs to know why I'm not talking. <laughs> I don't want them to get worried. He'll, right. cut out, he'll cut out that 10-minute rant about how he's upset the Proud Boys were made a hate group by the FBI. <laughs> but he won't like, cut yeah, yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> but he won't cut out this. Like, Alex, you're selective <laughs> editing. I know. So <laughs> <laughs> Should we make a group called the Shame Boys? Or we're just like, yeah. you know, oh, we're, like we, we're, we're white supremacists, but we like feel like we shouldn't tell people? No, we check. just... We love everybody, and all we do is masturbate. We're the opposite of the Proud Boys. <laughs> we just can't stop touching our dicks, and we only only wanks. It. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to summarize the movie Austin Powers: International Man of Mystery from 1997. Thusly, I gotta go help my kid. Hold on. <laughs> Anthony, we're doing a show alone. Is that was that not a bit on Ezra's part? No, it sounded. Nope, like he's gone. Okay, cool. I thought. I thought that was a very funny. Surely bit. that would be a great bit, but no, it's just um, just the summary. But I'm seriously, sh- how how are you holding up since Gavin left the Proud Boys? I know you've been <laughs> in polo collections. I'm glad you're into this bit more than the other obvious bit, which would be you leaving right now. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, I just spilled something, and then I'm by myself for the next hour. No, I, I'm 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 with you, buddy. I'm gonna ride to die. I'm here. You know? I miss I miss Gavin. Uh, also, Gavin does sound like a hate name. Can Gavin yeah. be, can Gavin's be classified as a hate group? I only I don't think I've ever known a real Gavin in real life. Oh man, I, bad news, those Gavins. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah, it's one of those things I don't know. Is Gavin an old person name or like a young person name? I believe like, Gavin is around our age. I believe it peaked uh, in our a little bit after us, maybe. So it's like uh, split the difference between. Ooh, we'll never know. Did you actually? Did you just do it? Did you do a bit? Did you just leave? God damn it, oh, Anthony! Me? Yeah, you Wait. you dropped out. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, you were like, no, it was between, I, and then you disappeared. Oh, I I'm not trying to do a. I have no idea why I cut it up. 
So Gavin was uh, the most popular during. Uh, oh, it's it's definitely after our time. It was between it was around 2008 was its peak. Okay. 2008 peak. What did you say though? It was between what and what? Like uh, George and Aiden, in terms of the generational weird names. It's like it actually turns. Yeah, it seems like it's right around the Aiden years. Interesting. So I mean, he peaked. Aiden AD. Right? What? Yeah. <laughs> Aiden AD exactly. AD. Do you know any Gavins that are cool? Phoebe? Me? No, never. Yeah, didn't think so. And if I did, well, you you know that it's it's good luck if you find a cool Gavin to kill it, right? <laughs> yeah. That's why. That's why they've been overhunted. Yeah. <laughs> It's not as many Gavins as it used to be. Um, man, we lost potentially a third of our listener base right there. Um, so anyway, um, this is the movie. You guys missed nothing. Um, although, Phoebe, you missed a bit where Ezra left to help his kid the minute you left. Oh, really? And then Anthony stayed with me the whole time talking yeah. about how racist I am. So it's kind of a weird mixed blessing. I don't, I don't know why I said I had to pee. I just had to take Monkey out. That would have been a better... I just didn't want to embarrass her for some reason. <laughs> you would rather embarrass yourself than embarrass your dog for having yeah, to pee? Yeah, and then, and then as she was outside, I was like, wait, why didn't I just say I had to take my dog out? Yeah, weird choice. It made, made me seem, you know what it was? It made me seem like an irresponsible dog owner. Oh. Like I hadn't taken her out before I came on, but like I woke up. Even weirder is that you, when you said you had to pee and you went outside, I thought nothing of it. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's just the I, way we roll in socal baby. so so here is the movie austin powers international man of mystery from 1997 which is about 10 years before the gavins showed up uh austin powers <laughs> the gavining the ga- <laughs> in the time before the gavins so the uh, <laughs> long long ago man we're still in the first two words so um austin powers is a british super spy slash very popular sex symbol slash photographer and he uh, is hanging out in the 1960s, stopping. Yeah, I think, Alex, that's called an international man of mystery. He's an international I mean, man of mystery. That, exactly. I can't tell. Those specific four things are what make up. You have, to have a Venn diagram of those four things. Right. So somewhere there's like a really cool playboy slash photographer who's like, oh, man, I'm not I'm not a sex symbol. I'll never. This will never work. Are there any national man of mystery or international man of like knowing? I'm a regional man of mystery. Yeah. I'm very. <laughs> like, I'm a tri county uh, in, informed uh, citizen. <laughs> you know, you know uh, Christopher Steele, the guy who uh, put together the Trump dossier? Yeah, yeah, the P tape. Sure. Yeah. Man, he's definitely like a few of those things, but he's not a sex symbol, so he's not That's a man. true. Of yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. I mean, yeah. his name sounds like he's a sex symbol, but I don't yeah, know again, if he's very hot or misleading. not. Um, classic spycraft yeah man all right well anyway so austin powers is trying to stop dr evil the greatest villain who's ever lived and he um he does it by showing up at a nightclub where dr evil despite not being a sex symbol himself he is in fact quite ugly um he uh, is having some sort of um nightclub slash trap for austin powers they get in a gunfight and dr evil escapes in a giant cryogenic rocket inside a big boy that was on, for some reason on top of a nightclub he uh, th- I, I don't I, really know the big boy expansion uh like theory back in the 60s so maybe that was par for the course i don't know if is big boy like like what a weird reference i don't know the size of it to know if this was like hysterical or like very obvious now the I mean, size big boys, was accurate yeah well, that's right. what they have yeah yeah <laughs> 
But like, are they still around? Is it still big? Is it small? How many are there? Was it a 60s chain? There's one out here. Yeah, yeah there's one in Burbank. Like in hmm. yeah. No, it's in Burbank. I, mean, I associate them mostly <laughs> as a California chain for some reason. Hmm. Uh, yeah. but you wouldn't be wrong me. to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, so so he escapes, and so uh, Austin Powers is like, I am the only person who can stop Doctor Evil. So the only thing to do is to freeze myself in cryostasis, just in case Doctor Evil returns, which he does on the thirtieth anniversary. It's nineteen ninety-seven. Doctor Evil is back. So is Austin Powers. Doctor Evil has taken over, taken re- re- taken control of his company, which has now become, in a great nineties joke, a conglomerate. Get it? I mean, I, I like, I like, I like the. I think the evil, the evil, uh, like evil corpse storyline. I think was the better storyline for me. Yeah. So his it's number two, his I, henchman, which is named after a poop joke that has not happened yet. Um, <laughs> he is. Uh, he's running a. Uh, they they do oil and gas, and they do some steel. And well, I mean, it's one of yeah. the like running jokes through the series is that, and it's like a a pretty funny take on like again like a lot of these jokes have become old hat because like just ripping on James Bond movies has been done a lot. But the idea that most villains, their legitimate enterprises, probably do make more money yes. and are far more secure yes. than the crazy villain plan. So. Which I hundred percent him into. I agree with that. That's, yeah, like, that's the, a good thing to point out. Yeah, is that the, he has the, a very successful large company that doesn't do evil, and he's like, "What if I leverage this to do complicated evil that won't make us that much more money?" Yeah, yeah. and like the the whole like in the sequels, like they own Starbucks and a bunch of other big companies. It's oh, just, nice. Yeah, in yeah, this, it's got such great jokes as um, uh, "evil plan colon cable companies." So, okay, but here's the you did like. 1997. Maybe that joke hadn't happened yet. I know. It's, a, it's weird to think, is is this a fresh joke at the time? I don't know. I I mean, Mike Myers is the, the guy who brought street comedy to uh, popular movies in terms of like, you know, but as Finkta says, what? Like just taking street jokes and pitting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a very a really large nutshell. Thing. Yeah, you can't. It's kind of hard to know exactly what was always fresh with him and what wasn't. He says that poem about <laughs> farting. Yep. Yeah. 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 That is. I mean, I never I thought of it that, that way, but yeah, this is a lot of street jokes done with a British accent. Yeah. I mean, that's a yeah. lot. A lot of what Wayne's World is. That's a lot of what Mike Myers' humor is. Hmm. Just kind of in general, if you. Interesting. Access, of, like, accessible said. Canadian humor, as we call it, <laughs> call it in this this part of the world. So he's um uh oh so he's got this legitimate business, but he still wants to use it for evil. And also he has a son, uh Scott, who was made using his uh his semen and is now uh a teenager and kind of a dick. Uh, and can I say something? You, that you have a crush think, on Seth yeah. Green. I th- no. I, oh. oh boy. Okay. I, he seems. I think he's a nice guy though. He, I, I yeah, think he does a great job in this movie. Anyway, I think that the Scott scenes are the best parts of the entire movie. It's a very yeah. funny subplot. It's so good, and it has aged. It, it's like one of those things where when you don't see a movie and as a grown-up, but you've watched it a lot as a kid, and then you see it again as an adult, yeah. and s- certain things make more sense to you, Oh yeah. The, these scenes are the most fun for me. Absolutely. It's, it's like, a great subplot. I mean, I think the whole, like, basically, I think Dr. Evil's world ages a lot better than Austin Powers' world. Interesting. Um, in terms of being funny for me. Yeah. Because like, I think like a lot of uh, Austin's like, uh, yeah, stuff with Vanessa, I think really doesn't age well. Um, Interesting. And like, I don't trust 
basically like i i had a tough time like trusting and the interactions long enough to like relax because i was like uh mm-hmm. what's how's this gonna go like this feels like this is pretty creepy what he's doing yeah and then like she's still into it which is like i don't really think that's I don't. I didn't trust that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but I, with, I always felt safe, like with like with Doctor Evil and, and Scott. Yeah, you feel very safe with the Evil family. I do. That's weird oh, about I think, you. And like, and uh, it was good to see like Carrie Fisher. Like, also, yeah, Carrie uh, Fisher. Maybe, oh yeah. man, that made me so happy. Oh, yeah. Carrie, she was so great. Um, also, like, uh, just like it's not super critical to the plot. It's just like some really endearing gags. It's real nice. Um, that was a, yeah, that was a good good subplot. So uh, anyway, so Austin Powers gets brought back. So Austin Powers is now an outdated sex symbol in a modern world, um, and he makes a lot of jokes about being from the '60s. He tries to play a CD on a record player. It's hilarious. Um, but also, <laughs> he's got to be a super spy. So uh, after being cleaned off and peeing a lot, he goes out and does some spy business with the the daughter of his former crush a married woman is now a single about his age i think maybe but not uh young uh vanessa kensington uh played by elizabeth hurley and uh they go on some spy adventures that mostly involve him hitting on her at work and um they play some blackjack real badly and he has sex with a lady in a hot tub and there's a montage in vegas <laughs> anyway, so that's, 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 that's Bert, going fine. Bert, Bert and that's the end of the movie. Dre talking and to you guys. <laughs> may may Gavin be with you and good night. <laughs> but that that oh, montage man. again, that's one of the things that like about just how scrappy this movie is. Right. Like it's just like Oh, can we get shots of them walking down Vegas? No, that's way too expensive. Right. Uh, we're going to put you in a room, and we're going to take stock footage of other Vegas scenes. Yes. Scenes yeah. from other movies, and we're just going to put them in a montage, because we we got... That's all That's all we can do. Also, uh, I, I a do thing that I didn't like, remember is that, like, in between scenes, instead of a fade, they do uh, very short music videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like the little vignettes. Yeah. The bumper music. Yeah. It cost, this movie cost $16 million to make. Is that a lot back then? No. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that no, out. No, it's not a lot in 1997. Um, for a movie, still. I mean, that yeah, that means people did not eat. Um, yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's Chase and Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil's got some things. He's, he's Now Dr. Evil has got a large drill, and he's trying to give it to the Earth. And um, uh, the uh, UN is going to pay him a lot of money to stop doing it. Um, the UN played by um, one of er- every stereotypical costume from around the world, and yeah, and a bunch of men in suits and some suits. Plus yeah. the stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. I mean, that feels like that feels like most yeah, of it. Um, and then they the uh, thing, you, look, he stops them, and Vanessa falls this. in love with him. You've also yeah, you've seen it. You've heard people quote every line from it, so you know all of the things. Um, but let's we'll call out some of our favorite and least favorite parts. But I feel like that's a good enough summary um, to get you through. So let's start our. Well, uh, I mean, you gotta f- you can't forget the most important thing. Yes, Doctor Evil gets away, vowing to return and get Austin Powers in at least two more movies. In at least two more movies, his half, his no full brother, Austin Powers, which would be that's revealed right. later. Well, we got we got deep in this mythology later on. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> their brother, Doctor Evil and yeah. and Austin Powers are brothers. Yes, the oh, brothers. They're in part three. Oh, I don't, actually, I might not have seen three. I saw two for sure, but I might not have seen three. Is that the one with Beyonce? Yes. Yeah. 
I don't remember it at all. <laughs> That's the only thing. Yeah, I remember. you already remember it. Heather, Heather Graham's the second one. Yes, yep. three's got Michael Caine in it as well. Who? I yeah, that's right. Very, very charming. And I think one of the first times I was aware that Michael Caine was a person, I think Austin Powers introduced me to that. Mm. Uh, what so, did you think he was before? Like, well, I just I oh, he was definitely a robot. Him, but I, I couldn't think of like I can't think of any movies that Michael uh, Michael Caine stood out in to me before Austin Powers and ev- then he uh, got okay. cast in that and everyone was like this legend is playing his dad and I'm like who the fuck's this guy I, so I, I remember him as a very movies. small part of the Muppets Christmas Carol yeah that was a joke because oh. he was a big part of it he is the big part he is the yeah he is the part and it's weird that that didn't part. stick out in your mind as much no I, nothing just all right. didn't? Huh. All right. Well, so um, so let's do this. Let's do our major compliments. Let's let's call out. In fact, we could even do instead of a compliment pizza, we could do some compliment nachos because there are a lot of really good bits in this movie for sure. There's some great gags that held held up some cool scenes. So let's do some compliment nachos. Let's toss out some gags that we really did enjoy, either that held up or that we didn't get as kids or um, that we just didn't remember and were delighted by this time. So what are some compliment nachos? Uh, Anthony, why don't you start? Uh, I I have to say my favorite scene in this movie. Uh, scene I'm surprised you 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 implied you guys didn't enjoy, but I've always loved the therapy scene. I think oh that monologue. No, yeah. no we love is, that. But you're saying yeah, like yeah. as kids you didn't get it. Even as a kid, I thought like the absurdity of the monologue and the specificity of a lot of the weird things he says and the whole way it's delivered between like absolutely I was a very casual childhood and then my father was the. Type of malaise that only the genius possessed and the insane. <laughs> so like, I get what I what I was saying was I, I at the time I knew that that was convoluted and funny and weird and now I like actually understood a lot of the words for the first time. Okay, I yeah, feel like I just I didn't get, get I didn't follow it the first time as well as I did now. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and like I so I appreciated it more now that my brain has more uh, uh, jelly in it. Stuff yeah, in it. More yeah, stuff. I, I just I just think that whole like. <laughs> There's, like, you know, like, when I think of Mike Myers movies, they're, they're often, like, these little moments that aren't, like, the the super quotable things, like, but those are the things that stand out to me as the most funny. Like, yeah. I really love the, the scene, the moment in that scene when uh, he's, like, my dad's trying to kill me, and she goes, I, your dad's not trying to kill oh, you, yeah, and he's, yeah, like, yeah. no, I, I actually have, but... He's turned yeah, out to be <laughs> quite tough to kill, just like his father. And like the look he gives him, which is like this, yeah, this sincere, proud look, followed by the most immediate, like goaded, like distrusting stare. Yeah, it's just really funny to me. Like that, it's, it's good. Little, it's really good. Those little moments to me are what crack me up. Phoebe, so what, what's a compliment, Nacho, from you? Man, these Scott scenes yeah. though are mm. like they're so what's, good. What's another they're favorite so Scott and scene also, you had? Okay. Oh, another favorite Scott scene. I I just love uh, the way that he calls out in the end, like how stupid the plan is. Oh yeah, is. the uh, because the shark it, scene. Because that's such a yeah, where he's like, I could just kill him. Because that's like such a cliche thing yeah. to be like to be meta about an old style plan from a different era of movie, like not mm-hmm. working. But the way that it's done, because it's the two of them, is so fucking funny. Yeah, and it's it's played oh. like a hopeful bonding yeah. moment. Like he right. he wants something thing. in it that Doctor Evil just doesn't see. Like he yeah. Oh, that's such that a good point. Yeah, like, he's like, murdered. we could kill him together. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I've got a totally. gun in my room. It'll take five <laughs> seconds. And I also I really love like the um, 
the nuance of Scott, where you're like, oh, this is just some, like, gross, like, gooey person who is just made in a lab, and he's so base mm-hmm. and yeah. stupid. I mean, and, like, here's him telling a story about going to, um, like, getting in that fight with his oh, friends yeah. with the arcade. Oh, yeah, like, an arcade yeah. for not speaking French, because he was in some sort of Vegas yeah. French arcade. <laughs> it's just, it's just, like... I don't know. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Um, yeah. I'm gonna. I, my first Calum and Nacho is for the uh, the dance scene, the opening scene. Um, oh yeah, that's a. Good, it's that's so a, solid. Yeah, I really liking that music. It's also. a terrific yeah. song. Um, the scene itself is like it's full of great gags. Uh, the gag with the where the cop looks like he's gonna be mad and then he dances. The gag with the magazine where it's his own face yeah. on it. The gag where he runs around the corner and then comes back directing a marching band. Also, the dance is pretty solid. It's a fun. Yeah catchy dance it's just a great what a great opening not related to anything dance number yeah it's, it's good, a good dancer yeah good tone setting yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of the, I, m- I remember liking a lot of the music in this one and like i remember oh the music like, is very good the, uh, I, I had the soundtrack on cassette i listened to it all the oh, time oh that's good yeah uh yeah that's mine uh as what's your compliment nacho um i mean i i I thought it was funny then. I still think it's very funny. Like, I actually really do like the Tom Arnold pooping scene. Um, oh, yeah. Like, um, I feel I, like I liked that before, I, and I liked it differently now. I liked it more than I... I was like, oh, this is that pooping scene. But it's more clever than I thought before. And I like the I, the camaraderie of the cowboy who's like, that was yeah, gross, I know, but that, like, yeah, I'm here to help. Yeah, that, that supportiveness that we'll, we'll get, we're going to get through yeah. this. Like, I think that was... That was. Uh, I, I think that's that's the good heartedness of people in like absurd situations is one of the things I really like. Yeah, but at that's the, a good point. At the same time, I my favorite thing about that scene is the thud that the door makes when Tom Arnold walks in and hits the blind toilet attendant. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I missed that bit this, before. Yeah. There's like this foley noise when because they set up the blind guy and then Tom Ho- Tom Arnold just barrels into the fucking bathroom and he just like hear the door slam into the guy really hard. That's fun. And they never I didn't even catch that. It's just it's just it's a very funny little moment. I really like so for example, I did not get the number 2 part of that joke. The who does number 2 work for? Oh really? I did not get that as a kid. Um so that's a, that was a bonus that I enjoyed this time. Um uh, oh, another joke I did not get as a kid was when he wakes up and there's a Russian guy there and the uh, Cold War is over and he immediately assumes the Russians won. Oh, that was yes, good. Yeah. That's a that's great so gag that I did not get as a kid. <laughs> Finally, all those capitalist pigs. <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, yeah, he just, right with no hesitation, is like, I'm on this <laughs> yeah, side yeah, yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Austin, we won. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great gag that I had no idea was happening as a kid. Uh, is yeah. it, did any other like uh, short gags jump out at you guys? Uh, I mean, Basilisk Exposition. I oh guess. yeah, uh, I don't think I got that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did not. I did not get Basil Exposition until this viewing. Yeah. Wait, what is Wait, it's it? how they say basil. Well, no uh, exposition oh. is no, no. wait exposition. No. You know exposition. Yeah. Yeah. So like okay, he, he's but it's game. not like a bigger thing. No. I guess that's what we're saying. They're small, stupid <laughs> yeah. jokes. See, that's yeah. the problem. Is I'm like, is there more to it? I I don't. I'm a real Gavin about yeah. it. Sorry guys. <laughs> Um, uh, what are some other good gags that I really liked? Um, um, I mean, I, I guess this is like more like, like the small, like kind of charactery moments, I guess, but I liked, I liked, uh, um, Frau, uh, Farbissina. Uh, like I just, I liked her stuff, like, uh, also, like I just, I liked the, I liked the yelling 
The Young's um, fun. I like the bit with yeah, the, the and, and the bit with like the Lucky Charms thing also. <laughs> like, which I think was uh, she said was impro- improvised. Um, like. I liked her moments with Scott. Oh, no. I like the f- uh, very first yeah. explanation of Scott where she's like, we, we did this in case you didn't come back. And like, and then right away we started to get nervous. We got, so <laughs> we just jumped the gun and made you a kid. That was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was great. The, I, the Lucky Charms thing is like stupid funny that I enjoyed as a kid, but I also enjoyed this time. Just the, yeah. like it's not the best joke, but it's just the way that they all played it very serious. Um, yeah. I like the so I remember the ch- the desk chair being a problem, um, rolling past the table and stuff. But what I did not yeah, remember yeah. was that it was set up by like little problems throughout the movie, and it just kept getting worse until he just goes way past yeah. the camera and comes back. Yeah, uh, that was a good little I gag. I think uh, random oh. task is still a very funny, simple joke. It's a great uh, gag. Yeah, for, for the odd, for odd job. job. Yeah. yeah, instead of odd job, random task is a just it, it's it'd perfect, be- stupid. <laughs> Humor. It would be called Task Rabbit now, right? Like yeah. it would have been. Like, oh, like that's a, funny. Branded, uh... Oh, you know, uh, Will Ferrell getting burned Will in Ferrell, his own yeah. burn chamber and then surviving, and then like I built it. Here's the escape hatch. Just come in, get me, and then there, he's surprised that he got shot. Like that. That gag. You shot is me. Su- it, yeah. You shot me. That the, the timing on that gag is so so good. He that, steals that scene before he even says anything. Well, yeah. Okay, so that is good. I feel. Less great about uh, his character, him in brown face. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. I mean, it, it also is like the, there are certain things that you hope at least were like purposeful. Like they didn't pit Will Ferrell in that costume because they were being insensitive. It's because the movies they are parodying did that. Like yeah. if you just watched three movies, even the most recent James Bond movies still do that trope. Yeah. Um, Does that make it okay this, in my mind? I do not I mean, know. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, similar. good point. It's, I didn't think of that. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's like replicating something bad that other people did and it's calling it out. If Will Ferrell wasn't as funny as he is, it would be not good. Yeah. And like, but because yeah. he is, it's like provide something and it's making fun of it instead of being like we're and, doing this for real yeah. and it's it's oh it's one of those things that in retrospect it like almost makes it funnier years later that like you know will ferrell wasn't the biggest one of the biggest comedy stars in the world at the time right so like to yeah see this this person who's way too famous nowadays to be in a small like role like that and that should be offensive is like Oh, like it's just weird to even cast the guy who was probably because he was still pretty well known at this point, you know. Um, yeah, ninety-seven. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think like, he, was, he was. He was. He was deep in his SNL. Uh, yeah. um, I guess era. But like, um, I, I just there's something about that, like because he's gone on to be so famous that it makes like that kind of weird old Hollywood trope even stranger and more pronounced than how weird mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, uh, so. I guess overall, I do. It, it seems worth mentioning that it is very impressive that Mike Myers wrote this movie, starred in it as the hero and the villain, and it's a pretty good movie. Like that is insane. The and the fact that both those characters are so memorable and well crafted, yeah. crazy iconic, so yeah, well, impressive. Like, Jesus Christ! I my there's. Two film villains that are both based off Lauren Michaels, Doctor Evil and the villain from Brain Candy. Uh, Wait, really? I did see that uh, Dana Carvey thinks that this that Doctor Evil was just uh, him stealing Dana Carvey's impression of Lauren Michaels. 
But he is, <laughs> he is straight up doing a Lauren Michaels impression. Dr. Evil is like the pinky thing, everything is like. Really? Lauren Michaels Man, actually. I don't does know Lauren Michaels at all. That is surprising. Um, Anthony, Anthony, you're so smart. <laughs> I, I know, isn't that cool? I, I just, isn't it great I having so a smart great. person well, on the show I just, finally? I just think of that because uh, we, we should eventually do Kids in the Hall Brain Candy, which should is one we? of my favorite comedies. It's hilarious. Uh, but the villain in that is also, because that was a Lauren Michaels produced show, is also played by someone doing just a Lauren Michaels impression. <laughs> and it's fun to watch this and Dr. Evil side by side because they take very similar parts of him but exaggerate different elements, you know? Like... Mm. They are doing basically the same person. Interesting. But what does that say that this boss of two comedians eventually made their way into a villain into their film? Yeah, that's funny. It's just a father thing. It's like a thing you do for your like yeah. dad. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 The, um, uh, well, no, I lost it. I had a thing. It's gone now. Right, um, other compliment? Sometimes not just you grab a banana on the way out the door <laughs> and then it falls away out of your hands and disappears. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, so now let's, so let's, I guess let's just get in, let's get to the, the heart of it now. Um, we're just going to jump into the game. Does it hold up or before the, before we get arrested? <laughs> I don't hear anything. What are you talking about? Uh, if you don't hear them, oh, no, he's a, they're coming for he's you. He's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So let's just, let's, let's decide if this holds up for us. So, uh, Ezra, it seems like you feel like mostly no. And I want to, I guess I just want to start by saying the audience agrees with you. On Facebook, when I asked if this holds up, the without having rewatched it, the consensus was no. So did this hold up for you, Ezra? I was close, man. Like, if I could have, like, like, so I think my, my thing was like, hey, would I, is this the thing that I will save, like, and, and, and like, watch with Caleb? Yeah. And I don't think I would ha- be able to say yes for this one. Like, like just because I, I I don't feel, yeah I mean like I I, I yeah I, I I think no like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch it again on my own after this, um, but like it's impressive I guess like I think it's important important like art like uh, historical artifact I guess uh, of the time because it was like super influential, but like no I, I don't feel the same way as I felt although I like I still I think I have like I think I was a little more affectionate towards it on this watching than I expected, um, because I just like I remember like. I remember when I watched it, um, I saw it in theaters. I was in middle school. I think I saw it, like, I'm pretty sure with my whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. This is like a time when I was not getting along super well with my mom. And, like, I think this is the thing that we both generally enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it was like nice to, like, have that. Or I wasn't expecting her to like it, I guess. Um, and it was like, uh, I appreciate just her to have that as a moment and as a memory. I can definitely um, see why. Um, I, I guess... I don't know if I would like showing it to whether I would. I feel like I would show it to Caleb. That's what I think. This feels like a good movie for a weird uncle slash just a friend who you call uncle to show to your kid. And and honestly, if there's going to if you're talking about like sort of like the the lessons he may take away from it, you look at like you're not the lesson you're not going to get from like a James Bond movie is that if a woman's drunk, she can't properly give consent. So you shouldn't have sex. That was a nice moment. It was a very good moment. Yeah, that's that moment aged well. Yeah, like that, like that, that moment, I was like, honestly, I was like, oh, wow, that's especially coming off all these James Bond movies. Yes. It's just like the opening to like GoldenEye when he like almost kills a woman, then immediately forces himself on her with champagne. Yeah. It's, you know, it's very strange. And it's like, Austin is like, no, no, I, that's not right. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. It's just, it's like, wow, Austin Powers is a better person than most male action heroes. Uh, yeah, it's, that's a really interesting moment. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, yeah. Even better than most of the decent men. Um, I, uh, I guess I was expecting it to be worse in that regard as well. So not just that moment was really sweet, but also like he is sexually harassing her at work, which I do not care for. Um, but, and, and she like certainly softens to it, which she should not. I feel like, uh, she should have been madder yeah. the whole time, but she is like immediately is like, no, you are gross. <laughs> and so there is, it's like the movie almost is c- saying this is not good behavior. And James yeah. Bond is a creep. And then it's like, oh, but you'll win him over. You'll win her over eventually, which is the exact wrong message. So it gets closer than I was expecting. Yeah. And especially for a 90s movie where it's like you should. This is this was the time when sexual harassment in the workplace was starting to be taken more seriously. And we like, uh, but actually it's fine because he's actually super charming. <laughs> and most regular men. And uh, uh, th- Yeah. There's also the, you know, sort of like the, the juxtaposition they were trying to make is like the, you know, much more of the. Uh, uh, like at the time, the you know, as long as everyone is still having promiscuous sex with lots of strangers and doing lots <laughs> yeah, of drugs, yeah, yeah. then I'll totally be in fine. A, yeah, like in a consequence-free environment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh man, there's just other good jokes that plop in my head. The one where he's like, uh, which he asks if he's a condom, and he's like, "Those are just for sailors," and she's like, "Not anymore." And he's like, "Oh well, they should wear them. They're gross." <laughs> going from <laughs> going port, from port to port. To port. <laughs> that was a good gag. Uh, uh, Mama cat's dying of a ham sandwich. Of a ham sandwich. That was a good gag. Um, gags is oh, good. also, a couple, the visual gags, him trying to turn around the yellow cart in a small hallway yeah. is such a such a good visual gag for no reason. It's not like, that's not a, a gag that someone would sit down in a room and is like, you know, it'd be a really funny thing. We'll make a movie. He's a spy. Can't turn a cart around in a small hallway. But it's such a perfect joke right there. It's so great. So, yeah, the the... Austin Powers' stupid stuff, I think, like that aged pretty well. The Austin Powers' like sexual stuff did not age. I agree. Well. I agree. Um, uh, but like, but yeah, I mean, like, and, and like, actually, that's that's pretty impressive. Like to to get yeah. two very solid vehicle gags. Um, oh yeah, the that, the like, steamroller uh, running over Michael McDonald. Really good, also. And I I loved the um, I think yeah, I think I just I loved the time they took with some of their gags. I guess where it's like they they a lot of them were sort of like the the pacing gags where it's like the um using sort of like that that awkward stillness yeah. uh and like the the kind of the dead air time like with the with the roller chair also like just that they really they they and the i guess the uh the evacuation complete joke they just they took they time took a lot of time so with that pee good. joke it's so good and oh the I, penis I pump joke a, they really that was a, the the pacing on the and the time on the penis pump joke that keeps happening and just gets more and more obvious is really great yeah, yeah. right the Oh really? Oh yeah. Really? The, even the book. I just like the heightening yeah. from like to like. Oh, this is your this is your receipt. This is your warranty card, and this is your book about how much you like this very thing. What subtitle happens to literally be the last sentence you just said? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. To me, that to me, that's the point of the scene. That is funny. It's funny that they keep saying Swedish to me. Well, so like that's why. Actually, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. But the, the Swedish thing I love is because the prop is just a, a penis pump with a sticker of the Swedish, Swedish flag Swedish on it. Flag in it. <laughs> but like, but there's some, there's something about like penis pump is is not as funny as Swedish penis yes. pump. Like there's something about like there's something about just like adding the longer term and then totally that kind of thing's not my bag. Swedish penis pump and me by Austin Powers that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, is my I, that bag, didn't. I baby. didn't like that yeah. one this time around. I, I think, think I think it's a well constructed it. gag. No, I also like, just love that Swedish sticker, and I it's the photo that I put on the website is why I'd like looked at it a bunch. Yeah, because uh, it's just it's just a a sticker on a penis pump. That's my yeah. 
But speaking about another uh, gag that they set up, I think they pay off really well. Uh, one of my favorite, again, little Mike Myers deliveries is when they're on the contraption about to be lowered down and she gives him the floss and he just gets all frustrated. He's like, you, you, I, I get it. it. I have bad teeth. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Like, you got the way me. he says it is it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, also, yeah, also his like dumb head puns, which I like would not normally have liked, but because we just watched three James Bond movies and he's always doing the quipping and I hate yeah. it that now watching this guy do the quipping too much was a, it was a good gag. It was a fun, like, oh yeah. I, I, well, I think, I think actually like really good, I think stuff by Elizabeth Hurley in that scene also, cause she's like, she is taking them each like very seriously where yes. it's like someone just died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I think that's, yeah, really, it's like, like, that, that that's not the way to get ahead in life. Uh, she's like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah she's just like definitely like aghast by this yeah and uh, i think that's that that's what makes it for me so um what else about it uh does or does not hold up for you is there something else that's like that was like really gonna be on the well, the deciding yeah, i mean there is an interesting way to take this question <laughs> it's just what, something i was thinking about which is like how well does something hold up in 2018 and since like if you showed it to caleb would he get what like a pump up sneaker was I have pumps. I have pumps. Oh, do, do you? Do? I just have, I'm, yeah, I wear them every day, all day. They're my favorite possession. Uh, oh man, that's are they? Are they like vintage? Yeah, or are they, yeah, are they're they, like are they current pumps? pumps. But uh, what, that's anyway, cool. sorry. ten cool points. Thank for you. You. <laughs> what, Actually, wait, eleven if you pump them up, like like within the next like day or so, like. Every, it's one point for every pump. Oh, dude, pump. so much pumping. Well, here's the thing: is they don't okay. leak, so I don't have to pump that often. So I let it out oh, and then I pump oh. again. But, oh, like, man. why pitting a CD in a record player is a funny thing. Like, is that... Right, right. He's going to be like, I don't understand what either of the two devices yeah. he's using are. I don't yeah. know who Liberace <laughs> really is and what do you mean there was a, a time in which a lot of people didn't know he was gay. Yeah, I don't yeah. get that joke either. And I know my parents think that joke is funny. And so I was like, okay, well, yeah, I guess I guess that's a yeah, joke I've, for that set. Liberace, like, the most flam... Like, obvious in retrospect flamboyant gay i guess i just don't so like yes i just don't recognize yeah i I just don't fully i get it but i don't feel it maybe is that like i get intellectually but i couldn't laugh i understand it's a joke um but phoebe how about you uh yeah uh, does yeah hold hold up yeah i think um i don't know i think the catchphrases kind of fell short i honestly i think the the Scott stuff stayed so fresh just because it was character based, like it was their mm-hmm, relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that didn't fade as much. Yeah. Um, the sea bass. I love those goddamn sea bass. Yeah. So much. Oh, that was good. Are they yeah, ill tempered? <laughs> yes, that's a start. Yeah. yeah. I think anything, and they do, they are effective. Yeah. They do the job really well. They do surprisingly well. Yeah. Um, I think that yeah, the the challenges of like of more real life logistics with the evil corporation is really funny to me. Yeah, yeah. like the 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 bring, basically like essentially bringing in touches of reality like uh, whenever they want to undercut something is really funny to me. Oh man, the the gag about the t- the factory that makes tiny factories for factory models <laughs> yeah. still yeah. cracks me up. Also, the the gag about uh, inflation. Which I let, definitely laughed at as a kid, but now I feel like I'm smarter and I understand inflation better. Um, but the do you? I do. Do, the, do you? Alex? I do. The idea of somebody from the '60s being impressed by a million dollars is very funny. It's really funny. <laughs> and uh, and then the, also the idea of somebody like uh, blackmailing the UN and they're saying a low number and that just the UN people just immediately laugh in your face. Like we'll give you a million dollars for nothing. Who cares? <laughs> that was a fun, fun bit. Sorry, few. Anyway, you were saying so. So those things held. The timeless things held up better. Yeah, um, I think the 
God, I, I don't know. I think the stuff that didn't age well was just like, honestly, the stuff between him and Elizabeth Hurley. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Who I'm happy to look at all day long. She can be wherever I, she wants. Super fun in my movie. Eye I enjoy her. I, I, I love uh, her so much. That's the thing is I'm happy to have her around, but I just don't feel like their dynamic is that funny at all. Um, yeah, it's, I've always felt the way she gets immediately, like I get it, it's like a reference to the Bond franchise, but the way they immediately write her out of the sequel, I've always yeah. thought was a little distaste. Uh, yeah. It's always left a bad taste in my mouth that she was just a machine the whole time and a, 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 a killing robot. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Just to get exploded in the first Oh, also the, the fembot scene. Did not enjoy the fembot scene at all this time. I was fine without it. Didn't help at all. Didn't need it. I don't know. Yeah. The song's great. Well, and also, I mean, like, but I think it's helpful. Like, nothing really from the Fembot sequence. Like, none of that like got catchphrased or anything. Like, none of that like got stuck around, right? No, I don't well, think so. I, I mean, the term Fembot, you know, I've definitely still hear sometimes. But they were some of the action figures I had, though. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I, um, I will um, say about the Fembot scene to defend it. For one thing, I think is very funny in it. Uh, again, one of those just weird little Mike Myers faces he does is when the fembot lands on his shoulders, but her dress is just a little bit over his face, and he just grabs it and like pulls oh yeah it yeah, yeah that his was head, good like that was trying true. to be very swab. It's a very funny fit piece of physical comedy that Mike Myers pulls off in that scene. So uh, I, I want to just throw in from I because I put this on the Facebook page about whether or not it holds up, and a bunch of people were saying no. Um, <coughs> although TJ says uh, that it does hold up, it's his bag. Um, but uh, <laughs> Scott, this kind of thing is his bag. Scott yeah. said that uh, uh, it, it's kind of not about holding up, or it's kind of about not holding up. That's part of its thing. Mm. And I, this is an interesting question about whether stuff is supposed to hold up. Is like, is it possible that the movie was meant to be only enjoyed in a certain time period? Like, I mean, not, not that necessarily Mike Myers sat down and was like, this won't be funny in 2018. But when you try to make something really current. Um, and like as Scott goes on to say, it's like it's about the '90s, but it doesn't seem to like the '90s. It's like shitting on these different <laughs> things of the '90s. So, in that sense, I guess that holds up to me. Uh, in yeah. that the '90s do not hold up, but um, I do like. But I, it's an interesting point about being like this is like of a time, and it's making fun of that time, and it does not seem to like that time or the yeah. '60s so much. It's a little bit like I miss the '60s, which is a weird point of well, view. I, but that I mean, all of that I is guess... not about whether it's going to last for. 20 years. It's a little bit... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Good, Anthony. You can say that about comedy in general. I mean, like, comedy has the shortest shelf life of any uh, form. Yes, I agree. For sure. It's just, I mean, comedy changes more so than anything else. I mean, like, that's why there are so... There are a lot of classic comedies, but very few, like, most comedies fall to the wayside in terms of just do not hold that up. And because comedy is so reflective of its society that when those things change they you're just reflecting back nothing on the audience at that point so if yeah. you don't have an appreciation no. you're not gonna oh, man, that's like, such an interesting you know? point i love that because i feel like the but, parts that held up the best are the parts that are not as specific to the movie yeah, or to the right. time like the 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 parking the car cart is like that yeah, is mean, not really a, that's not a sharp bit of satire at all there's you, no teeth in that. that it's just a fun visual gag yeah, there's a and reason. you could have had that joke in a different movie. Exactly. Yeah, there's a reason why Young Frankenstein will be funny forever, and Spaceballs probably doesn't hold up as well. It you does know, not. Like right. Tra- trying to do a very specific homage to like a classic that everyone knows mm. and gets the tropes of. Like those jokes are just timeless. Making references about like eighty Star Wars culture make 
probably holds up better in 2018. Than <laughs> it's come back again. Do you still know the what, same culture? Do you know what on that same token like holds up really well still is Naked Gun. Oh yeah, yeah. surprisingly, Ooh. which is I was going to say Airplane and that Naked Gun is the thing. same. Yeah. No, I think Naked Gun more so than Airplane even. Oh. Yeah, I mean wow. anything with OJ in it usually holds up real well. I think it's, sort of it's a little, guy. it's a little Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a real time capsule. Well, so I mean, I like. I mean, I I watched Airplane for the first time a few years ago, and yeah. I think one of the interesting things about the does it hold up question is people who did not see it at the time. And Airplane, I don't get the movies it's parodying at all. Uh, but I I find I found it to be very enjoyable. I found it to be it's fantastic. Uh, uh, a, a totally good movie in the current time. Um, with every once in a while, there'll be a I small like, cringe, but like, like the jive talking uh, scene. Yeah, the jive like talking scene's like a little weird. Yeah. But like even stuff that I don't get, but I like I get the structure of it. So yeah. like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar explaining why he's actually good at basketball, but as a pilot character is like like I don't understand any of the things about the current NBA from when this happened. But like I get the structure of it, and it's very funny to have a celebrity on there explaining. That, that, like defending that celebrity, but as a character, um, it doesn't matter who you are, Alex. You can understand that you picked a bad day to quit sniffing. And that, you know yeah, I mean? that's, man, just, that's just true. Such a great, such a well constructed joke. And I feel like Naked Gun is a lot like that. And 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 yeah. uh, uh, Police Squad um, is incredible yeah. still. Well, and it, well, but so it's I, not really I biting. Think, the it's their puns, and that's why yeah. it can hold up forever. I wonder if part of the, the like the so I, we're talking about like uh, Leslie Nielsen here I guess like like the reason I think why those are successful was because he's like a serious actor basically before this yes. right he was not a comedic actor and like the commitment I guess of like making this this very absurd thing very real I love that to this person. absolutely yeah. it's the only way it really works that's you can't what I, yeah, try to be yeah. funny you have to do something and fail at it I mean you can like, and, Phoebe we've been trying to be funny for a very long time so you can <laughs> I mean and you can. <laughs> But I mean, Leslie Nielsen's probably the a great example because you can look at his later parodies that he did. You know, like the Dracula one or like his Spy Hard, the Fugitive one. Right? Didn't he do like a whole Fugitive parody? Yeah, it's um, not good. Yeah, yeah. R- wrong, wrongly accused, I think. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like those movies again. Like, there's a difference between like the kind of timeless humor of Airplane, which is sort of like very broad but like specific in a way that you don't really need the context, and then like. Maybe the fugitive one holds up, but I doubt, I doubt if you it. haven't seen the fugitive in the last two years, you would probably even get half the jokes. Like, hmm. there's just something about the more you try to be of a moment. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, so I guess that's a, this is an interesting conclusion to come to, which is like timeless comedy is also sort of toothless comedy. That's a good. Oh. Catch oh, I mean, because Blazing Saddles, I'd say, is, in t- is very, has teeth and holds up pretty well. Yeah. I mean, you can have. Does it? It is like, it. It's like I just, like thir- a third of that. I haven't seen that movie in a while, but a third of that movie is just cowboys farting, right? <laughs> no. It's a setting as one section. scene. Yeah, but it's I a long I love that we all get really though. weird about Alex saying that Blazing Saddles is all fart <laughs> jokes. Like, no, yeah. Alex, you idiot. <laughs> also, well, the, that's a that's a weird end of the movie, if I remember also, right? That like yeah. it really, it really messed up the whole like... Uh, Oh yeah, it, like it explodes everything. Kind yeah, of, like the, the same way like uh, Monty Python does. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, like they go into different movie sets. It, it's it's all crazy. Oh, I have not but, watched this, but I somebody definitely told me recently that they were started watching the the uh, original Monty Python that just dropped on Netflix, and apparently that does not hold up great. Can I so, can I circle back real yeah. quick? And this would be perfect. Actually, parody? I can circle back as long as you want, and then we'll wrap. Well, up. Well, no, literally just to what we were saying. The the I think one of the best 
parodies is high anxiety as to far as like longevity sake. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's it. The best parties? What? Parody. You, oh, parody. Oh. Like a parody uh, movie. The that, best like, party up. is high anxiety is not what I was expecting you to nope. say. So I was That's, having trouble processing that. I'm sorry, everybody. No, but Mel Brooks is high anxiety is like. Hmm. Does anyone, I has seen anyone it. else see it? Know. Really? Nope. Oh, it's a lesser nope. known. I've never seen it. I can't recommend it enough. It's my favorite one. But it's Hitchcock. Oh, wow. It's just all Hitchcock parody. Uh, okay. And it's oh, a okay. lot of fun. fun. All right. Well, so there's my piece. I, I quite enjoy another gag that I. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed that. I didn't think I w- would enjoy was the the nudity covering, which yeah, is, that was artfully it, done. It's, it's like I don't know if it was funny this time, but very impressive because yeah. him and Elizabeth were clearly both naked, and uh, it was like that. This is a, a carefully choreographed film, and it is. I guess well, it's it feels all one like shot. Saying, so if you fuck yeah. one up, yeah, I think yeah. that's that. Yeah, and there's there's one part where I feel like I could see Elizabeth Hurley like looking off screen and then making an adjustment. So clearly they mm-hmm. had some sort of either somebody indicating or they had a screen that they could watch. But what an impressive thing to do while Mike Myers's dong is right there. Yeah, and you're just I mean it's yeah it's a ballet. It's also one of those uh, that was one of those scenes that made me think about uh, the way a lot of what is like sort of I think shit upon of the Austin Powers movies were the way a lot of the jokes were redone and done to death in them like the sequels both have yeah. the same exact scene uh, in them, yeah. but they go on for like four times as long and they're like much more elaborate the like shushing scene is played yeah. back in all three yeah. movies but it gets more and more pronounced and longer and longer as it goes um, oh man that sucks yeah. i mean so it's like yeah. they, they did a thing that they did really well and then they just like wrote it into the ground well, yeah, it's that, uh, I forget who, there's a critic I like who, who said that, like, you know, good se- good movies are like a good soup, and what happens with s- comedy sequels is that they they pit too much of the, the spice people liked in the sequel soup. Oh, uh, yeah, know, like, yeah, What yeah. made the first one so good is, like, that shush scene was, like, a little bit of spice in this one scene. So for the sequel, people love that. Let's put all that spice well, in this scene. That's what like, we talked well, about, though, the, with Minions, and everybody agreed bad. it wasn't too much, it wasn't a spicy soup, it was an oops all berries, where they were, like, just the good parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So sometimes it does work, but I think that's generally true. And the the nudity scene is just such a perfect amount of heightening, where it's like the fruit and melons, and then like a yeah. picture of hand drawn breasts is like yeah. it's just a great, just like the I think the penis pump is. It's just so perfect in the levels of heightening and surprise, and then to be like, and now yeah. I'm going to do that again, much longer. Yeah, and like I, mean, the, I guess the go ahead. Oh, well, well, so I, I guess yeah, just because I mean, so they have I mean, the, the set pieces. We don't really think about set pieces, right? But it's sort of like. They are, I guess, like these situations that you can get. A, they ring a, a pretty good amount of, like, I guess, like. Oh man, they get a lot of comedy juice because, out of it. They squeeze every drop in part of juice because they like they will take every kind of joke, and they don't really care. Especially like you know, like it's it's like they're like they're like they're smarter jokes and dumber jokes and their visual gags and like they like they they they. they it's sort of like if they're any kind of joke is good. It's, it's just it's an impressive kind of like array, I guess, that they are down with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, so, uh, it's an impressive array yeah, that they're down know, like, with. I agree. It's a press we're really down with. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with it. No, so, I mean, like, it, I mean, that, that's the, I think that's the packedness, I guess, of it, where it's like, there's there's no kind of joke they won't, like, they won't say yes to, I guess. Uh, and, like, then to have that, um, I guess, that flexibility in, in uh, I guess, in the structure of the film that they can, like, kind of have these very 
different kinds of jokes that kind of get a little far away, I guess, from the original uh, spy parody premise. Yeah. And that's maybe why they, they get to like these other like successful places to mine. Man, I don't feel like um, we uh, have absolutely answered this question, but I would totally be interested in other people going back. If, you are, if you're curious, especially if you're, I don't know, between 25 and 45, go back and watch Austin Powers again and see how it has changed as you have changed. Um, oh, uh, another thing about that uh, I do want to sort of say about this interesting uh, what credit, give credit what credit is due is what I'm trying to say is that I did I had forgotten that Jay Roach directed all of these movies uh, who is went on to do uh, he's done a, a handful of different films but I mostly know him for doing the incredible uh, recount and game changer on HBO oh he wrote and directed both of those movies he's mm. done a, a handful of these like um, true stories uh, political stories and that interesting well. well that's a that's uh, an oeuvre yeah so he makes like kind of broad comedies in these very specific hbo uh uh like fairly humorous uh but very sad uh, uh movies as well uh so i think that there's like a true talent that he has that's yeah. obviously at his later work that like when you look at austin powers especially like how scrappy this first one was making it work yeah. making the sets work the way like it's filmed it's just he, he did a very good job on these movies yeah i mean i i think like i guess like in terms of, like the doesn't hold up i think like this is probably it is worth watching because it's not for something that became as big of a hit and as ubiquitous as it was it's not like it was like um like there is something there i guess there's yeah. something like really interesting at the heart of it and like i'm not sure if i can fully articulate all of it uh but like yeah it's it's like there's this is not just like a it's not like a bland mass market hit i guess yeah. there there was some really interesting weird idiosyncratic parts of this i yeah, I, I totally it agree it holds I think... up better than scary movie which is an <laughs> from around this time yeah, you know it's, it's not like a calculated it's not like a calculated like money maker type thing. Yeah. this is this there's definitely some passion and some talent. scary movies oh, that... were barely good by the time they came out like, yeah i don't they think they held, held up out. Day. yeah they like got the they were like trader joe's the produce they were already bad yeah. when they showed up they're like oh shit we're here for the first day to shoot again it's already bad all right <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's oh and I, I guess one last thing i want to say and then i want to wrap is that um uh on that on that note is that one of the things that makes this work that maybe a scary movie doesn't do or other parodies don't necessarily do is that like austin powers the character is not a james bond parody he's nothing like james bond um, yeah. He is a specific character who is then instead of Bond and getting in Bond-like situations, and I think that's one thing that works about it is that this is like that he, like he, just like with Scott, is that there were some relationships outside of the James Bond thing. Scott is no mm-hmm. is not a James Bond parody of anything specific, and so to take those that I know of, and then to take those parts, like those parts make the movie feel like a real movie, and then it's got these these parody stuff built onto it. Whereas scary movie, even the title is like, look, we are not trying. This yeah. is the lowest level parody that one could give you. This is just you have a thing. We're going to do that trope, or even like comment on that trope. But like this, this was like actually trying to do a movie that all that had parody in it, and I think that is a good way to do parody. I think. Yeah. That, what grounds it? As someone who, with yeah. Ezra, wrote a parody that I think has some strong characters, I, available for purchase I, for Christmas at Amazon.com or at uh, UnwrapMyHeart.com. We we do have to say that there's one thing that like the most direct like James Bond influence actually on Austin Powers is that he is uh, very hairy. What is the expression we've been using? Uh, peach, peach, not nectarine. No. Yeah. Yeah, not nectarine. Yeah, yeah he's he's a they. 
they were at the peach Austin Powers. Yeah, which is and great. Also, but that's because it was before so Daniel Craig. And that's maybe that's why Daniel Craig is the Nectarine is because he was like, oh, everyone's making fun of how peachy James Bond is. What if we changed it? Well, I mean, there is like they have straight up said that the yes. reason why Casino Royale is what it is is because of Austin Powers. Yes. And the popular like they they realized they could not continue to do anything that they had parodied if they were going to keep the franchise alive. That's really I think funny. that's definitely yeah yeah that I've definitely I think you told me that first and I've read more confirmations of that. Although also what the 90s was was like as a decade was like what if we took a movie franchise that is fun and we took it all the fun out of it. Like what if we took or like early 2000s is like <laughs> what if it was like we take yeah. we take the goofiness of a man dressed as a bat and fight a, a rich man who dresses like a bat and fights crime. What if we made that not fun at all? And that's that was what the nineties did. They just make everything I mean, really I mean, serious and intense and not what fun. Two thousands did. That's what like I meant. The yeah, the two thousands. This is the nineties were still parodying it, and then the change to the two yeah. thousand was like everything sucks now. Sure. Good, great. Well, cool. that that <laughs> good, good, good. That's very a great light cap, chuckle that's a is a great callback. Not you every, just, not every, you just not every chuckle wins. That conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like this was a very two thousands episode of this show because it was it was pretty serious uh, throughout. Yep. Uh, a lot of good conversation, not a lot of great jokes. I think um, we got some f- I, we got some I fun do. bits though out of it. We got. You know, oh, yeah, we got the we got Calvin's? Some laughs. The, ca- Calvin's. the Gavins. Gavins. Time we got- Jesus, sorry, Gavin's. Yeah. Guys, remember that time when we all like uh, like got stuck with um, you know trying to turn around in our little golf carts? That was that was fun. Yeah, well, this is our clip show of the episode we just did. <laughs> we're like all of a sudden at the end, we're locked in a freezer and we're like, guys, remember the beginning of the podcast? Yeah, we should. <laughs> remember when we all had to pee and let let our cats yeah, everyone had to go outside pee? for an animal or human related reason, and then Anthony just talked about Proud Boys. So ra- <laughs> random question. Random question about that hallway scene. Yes. Because I was thinking about yeah. this last night. Because I can see myself getting myself into a situation like that. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? How are you actually supposed to do that? It's like a three-point Get a new golf it? cart. Get a new golf cart. What's a golf cart? Just pick else. it up and turn it. Uh, huh. That's interesting. <laughs> All right. Um, the goddamn Thor over there. No, that's like <laughs> a light. I mean, I'm kidding. But like that's still, like, it's not a... Like the same way they got it in there is you get a little forklift and you just push it in sideways. Wait, how do you turn the forklift though? Uh, they have the wheels that rotate 360. What? Yeah, forklifts are crazy. Um, also, <laughs> my the so Michael McDonald, who is the guy who gets run over by the uh, cement or by the uh, steamroller. Steamroller. It's great because yeah. he. I was. We, this is this came up because we we're trying to explain Michael McDonald to somebody who had never seen. Like oh no he's Stewart and like I don't know Stuart. Matt TV did yeah, this yeah, character yeah. no I don't know I mean, he did this no um he's the guy who gets run over by a steamroller in Austin Powers and like oh yeah of course that guy <laughs> it's a very easy way to get people to remember Michael McDonald which is great also I like wait there are I two like definitely two famous Michael McDonalds I I, I googled and the Doobie Brothers uh guy showed up <laughs> uh, the wrong Michael all right McDonald's. well anyway so if you if you guys go back and watch Austin Powers and you want to tell us if it held up I'd love to get an email podcast at read um you can always send us email there or you can uh talk about upcoming episodes at read slash next you can comment on the post about the upcoming episode which usually we post that right after the episode comes out so you can see what we're talking about next week um and we would love all of your feedback and thanks for everybody who weighed in on facebook or twitter for this episode
All right, everybody, that is it for the show. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back again next week talking about a Grismas film. We'll be talking about something either holiday or bear related. Only the Meat Buddies know for sure. If you want to become a Meat Buddy and support the show, as well as get a chance to participate in our stupid democracy, read us we slash Meat Buddies. And we appreciate everybody who supports the show. Also, it is the time of holiday shopping. So please remember when you're buying stuff on Amazon this year, which you probably are, go to Amazon.com, A-M-I-N-A-Z-O-N, Amazon.com. And that is, uh, uh, that's our referral link. So you just give us a tiny piece uh, of the purchase. Costs you nothing extra. It's a great way to give two gifts at once. Amazon. Yeah, and we'll, we'll do we'll do so like basically we will invest that money into making this show and give you back karma points to make you not feel guilty for bankrupting God, your it's local a quadruple stuff. gift. It's a gift to everybody except local commerce. But <laughs> so I highly recommend. But it. they might be fans of the show, so maybe it'll even. Yeah, out. yeah, and, and also that money can go to ruining two more cities. Um, <laughs> hey, so much good stuff that's going to happen. Take that in New York and DC. Um, Anyway, that's our show. Thanks for being here, uh, Ezra Fox. Yeah, I was mean to ask, uh, Alex, did, did, did anyone uh, find that the website was still broken? And do we have any more people who are going to vote for hackers? I have. Now? I have did, so did I did not. Oh, great question. So um, this is a reference to a couple weeks ago when I talked about how our website had been hacked. I've heard no new reports of seeing hacked pages. I believe it actually worked this time. But I did, I did get mm. two people reached out. Um, uh, I believe at least one of them is a meat buddy. But Joan and Bill both uh reached out to me to offer their help both of them are are uh, programmers and have a lot of uh, ability what? to support and i wish i just complained the first time it got hacked because i instead of spending two months trying to fix oh, it on my yeah. own now we have a problem definitely we should like just ask people just gonna say on the show yeah idea. ask for help is he actually a good lesson of being an adult but uh so thank you guys i really joan and, and bill i really do appreciate it um and uh hopefully we'll stay unhacked for a while but definitely we are going to have a hackers month at some point uh, Anthony Lopez. Did we get any four-star reviews at also? Oh, I didn't check. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that's our new tagline, but uh, four stars yeah. is good enough. Um, Anthony Lopez, thanks for being here. As always, it's a goddamn pleasure. And and Phoebe, I'm so glad we got you back on the show at hey, Phoebe thanks. Bottoms. Thanks for having me, everybody. Um, don't listen to last week's yeah, episode where we just should talk to you the whole time for you not making it. We, oh, thank it's God. all fixed. Glad I can come <laughs> on and redeem myself. Uh, and, uh, and and of course, the podcast Meatball Party. Is dead. Oh, it sorry, died. I mentioned it. Cutting this out. All right, is there a different podcast? About no, meatballs? you can still go listen to it, but just there aren't any new episodes of Meatball Party coming out. Okay. We had a friendly well, disbanding. Right. Well, I'll cut this out okay. just like I do all of the things about racism. <laughs> the, all the, all the p- positive. The negative stuff stays in, but... Perfect. Just want to be on the right side of that. Well, sorry to hear about your podcast. No, it's um, okay. It was fun we'll while it lasted. Let us know when you yeah, get a new one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep, <laughs> I will. We'll keep uh, pumping two or three listeners a week over to it. So <laughs> It's good. Yeah, numbers. we do our best. All right, anyway, thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Pshh.